0: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us for the Cape Cod Times talk show, Life with Gwen. So, I have some news for you guys. I have to get a needle today, but I'm doing it voluntarily, and don't worry, you don't have to hold my hand. I'm pretty okay with it. What I would like to do is to introduce our guest who's going to talk to us about acupuncture. If you've ever been curious, now is the time. Unfortunately, we won't be able to have you write in questions today, but you can put them on the Facebook Live comments field afterwards, and we'll get uh, our guests to answer them for you. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Diana DeJoya. I got it that time. Perfect. (laughs) Diana DeJoya. Ever since she told me there was joy in her name, I could say it, but there are a whole lot of vowels there. (laughs) So, Diana is from Community Acupuncture of Cape Cod, and you're in Dennis. South Dennis, yeah. South Dennis. And um, we maybe could start right there with your telling us a bit about community acupuncture, and I think you brought a picture on your phone to show us. I did. Because it's a little bit different than going to the doctors and going into one of those little exam rooms.
1: Right. So here's a partial picture of the treatment room at community acupuncture on Cape Cod, and we have a big open community treatment room, and I'll explain why that works and how that serves us. Okay. So we have mostly big lazy boy recliners, as you see and uh, a couple of massage tables, all covered with fluffy blankets. And when someone comes in to see us, we tell them ahead of time that they need to wear clothing that is loose enough to roll up to the elbows and roll up to the knees. And we don't require people to undress to get acupuncture. The style of acupuncture I practice is very effective and it doesn't require undressing. So that opens up this whole possibility for us to treat more people side by side and
0: that opens up the possibility that we can make it much more affordable so people who may not be able to uh, to afford the the cost of, of a private session where you go where you do go into um, you know a, a private room and and have just one one person in there um, can can do this in and uh, reap many of the same benefits
1: absolutely so i did private room acupuncture for 10 years and i was frustrated because the cost made it challenging to give people enough treatment and so often i felt like they weren't getting the results that they could get if they could have come in more frequently in china people get acupuncture five days a week They'll get acupuncture three days a week. There's no historical precedent in China for once a week acupuncture. It's kind of an American thing that went along with our fee structure and what we were seeing massage therapists do or chiropractors do and what made sense at the time to the people who kind of began bringing it to mainstream America. So the people that I have trained with and been influenced and inspired by back in 2002, started a clinic in Portland, Oregon, because they were frustrated that they couldn't provide acupuncture to their friends, family, and neighbors because the price was too high. And they got this idea to bring a few recliners into a room and treat people in a group setting. And in our clinic, and in all of these clinics, we still do our initial intake in a private space. We talk to people privately, find out what their needs are, what they're coming for, talk about their health history. And in the treatment room, we don't have to have that conversation because we've already had it. So we can put in the needles and they take a nap. And that's what people are doing side by side is just having the needles inserted and having a rest or relaxation time.
0: And now you used to be on Route 28. Yes. And I, I think that's where I came when I first came to see you. And then I later saw, uh, saw an acupuncturist named Daphne. What's that name? Um, and uh, I haven't been in a while but I, I found that it was it was helpful and in terms of being in that room it's just like a big meditation room nobody's talking to anybody right and it's like private you know um, there's not interaction between the, the uh, clients
1: there are lots of great things about having a community treatment room and we do tend to play soft music and have a little white noise machines so people aren't interrupted by other person's experience. And we have signs up everywhere that say whisper zone in the treatment room and people honor that and they shut their cell phones and they just have quiet time. But some of the benefits are, humans are social animals. We have something called mirror neurons, which is just a way of describing our nervous system. When we see other humans relaxing and feeling safe, our bodies automatically relax and feel safe. Oh, how fascinating. It really is. And that's one of the things that definitely helps people who are feeling maybe a little nervous about getting an acupuncture treatment for the first time. If they can see six or eight other people relaxing or napping or resting comfortably, it lets
0: them know that maybe this isn't going to be a scary experience. Okay. and. Uh, there's there's also as you already mentioned the costs if if you i noticed that in doing some research that that uh, a few insurances will will cover acupuncture but not the majority
1: there is some limited coverage of acupuncture by insurance now and it kind of varies from company to company. Usually, there's a limit on how many treatments you can have. Usually, there's a, a restraints on what sort of things you can go in to have treated, um, and what will be approved. And always, there's going to be paperwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we, the, our goal with the community acupuncture movement, and this is a national movement, and we were the fourth clinic in the country to take on this practice model. Our goal is to get the payment. Similar to what someone would, would spend on an insurance copay. pay oh, Okay, because if you don't pay any more to me than you would for a copay on insurance It doesn't really matter if you have insurance or not and so that's our right. goal. So we have a sliding scale It's 20 to 40 dollars and people pay what they feel they can afford in that range mm-hmm. The first visit a little more because we spend a little more time the first visit is 30 to 50 Okay, and so because of that we're able to treat more people and we're able to treat them more frequently and we're able to treat them for a broader range of issues i have people who come for stress reduction i have people who come preventatively yeah i certainly treat things like anxiety and depression and menopausal hot flashes and migraine headaches and osteoarthritis and sciatica and low back pain. Low back pain, sciatica, arthritis pain, neck pain, those are kind of the most common things people come into acupuncture for. But there are a broad range of other conditions that can be treated. And not every one of those conditions can be cured with acupuncture, but we find we can help, we can minimize the need for medications, we can improve symptoms,
0: we can improve quality of life. Could you tell me um, a couple of the conditions that you've treated that, that people might not think of in connection with acupuncture?
1: Well, one of the things we do a lot of here on the Cape because of an awesome non-profit called the Cape Wellness Collaborative is we treat people while they're going through cancer treatment. Oh. And so we treat them for fatigue and anxiety and nausea and for immune support and to help them sleep and all of those sort of things. And also neuropathy, which is a common side effect from chemotherapy which Mm -hmm. is numbness often in the feet and the hands and acupuncture is a helpful treatment for that so cape wellness collaborative will uh, give if you if you live on cape cod and you're undergoing cancer treatment you can contact cape wellness collaborative and they'll give you a little plastic card that you can bring to the acupuncture treatment appointment that you can bring to a massage therapist or a chiropractor who's on their list of providers, and we'll treat you and we won't charge you. We charge this card. Oh, okay. And once a month, Cape Wellness sends us a check. Well, that's
0: great to know. It's a beautiful system. So yeah, they do a lot of great work, uh, Cape Wellness Collaborative. And um, but I I'm not sure I was aware that they were doing this with the with the uh, acupuncture.
1: Actually acupuncture is the most popular of all the things they offer. Oh great so we treat lots of people who come and because we're doing community style and our fees are so low, they're able to come in a lot mm-hmm. And so uh, we really have seen it be very helpful to people as they're going through their treatment or after they've finish their treatment to help with any
0: lingering issues. Do you, um, now, first of all, we should mention that th- this is like any other medical office. You do need to make an appointment and then arrive five or ten minutes early or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that part of it is is pretty much like any office. Right. Um, the thing that's different is that you're being treated with other uh, do you say clients or patients? Uh, I say both. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, you, come on yeah. in. And um, do you do you find uh, when you when you have new people coming in, do you find uh, that uh, there are some common questions that people have? Because we could answer them now,
1: right? Uh, well, most people are going to ask, "Is it painful?" And because so many of us have had injections when we were babies and no one could explain to us what was going on. A lot of people have fear of needles. That's Uh, really common. Um, I've treated plenty of people who are nervous about needles very successfully, as have um, all acupuncturists. The needles we use are super tiny and um, they're tapped into the muscle tissue or placed by hand very quickly into the muscle tissue. They're the width of several hairs. A hypodermic needle is a thicker, hollow piece of stainless steel that has to hold some sort of fluid. Mm -hmm. So it has to be wide enough to do that. An acupuncture needle is a solid, sterile, stainless steel, almost like a very, very thin wire. So uh, for the most part, people feel very little when the needles go in. And generally, once they're in, they feel, once they've been in for a few seconds or a minute, they should feel really nothing.
0: And I bet that uh, people are curious about whether there will be any bleeding.
1: Most of the time, acupuncture points don't bleed, but we can't see every tiny blood vessel and capillary. And sometimes when we remove them, there will be a little bit of bleeding. And so
0: we just have a cotton ball handy for that. Well, I think I probably had acupuncture 12 or 15 times and uh, only had one spot of bleeding in one place one time, so I I don't know if that's like the average or what. I would say
1: bleeding a tiny bit is fairly common. I also should say that people who are on blood thinners or aspirin Mm -hmm. do bleed a little bit more, and that hasn't been a barrier to treating them. I've been in practice 23 years, something like that, and I've successfully treated lots of people who have a a need to be on blood thinners uh, without it being a problem. There are certain risks associated with acupuncture. Very minor. Getting a bruise is the most common risk factor. And uh, it happens occasionally. Uh, If you had acupuncture 30 times, the chances that you would have one or two small bruises are fairly
0: high. Okay. And how about, um, you said something about uh, if you have acupuncture, Standing which you probably wouldn't or or even sitting that there's sometimes a little lightheadedness. Yeah, it is possible There's something in the body called a vasovagal
1: reaction. This can happen when someone gets their blood drawn and they faint mm-hmm. um, It almost never happens with acupuncture. I will say in 23 years, maybe two or three times okay. but it is possible for someone to feel a little queasy or a little faint when the needles go in and to prevent that we make sure that they're reclined
0: enough that they're not standing up and usually that's enough to prevent it great and you know i did want to go back for a second because there was i noticed that um we did a story when daphne went to haiti after the earthquake sure so um we hadn't mentioned it but i would uh, i think that a lot of the what she was treating there was was the the uh, post traumatic stress, you know. Right. So, um, is do you find that that this is another reason people seek uh, acupuncture treatment?
1: This is a really expanding area because a lot of organizations are waking up to the fact that shock trauma PTSD things like that can be treated with acupuncture, and. There is actually a bill at the state level right now that we're supporting that would allow licensed healthcare workers in Massachusetts to be trained to use a five needle ear protocol that's done with acupuncture needles on the ear that's used to treat PTSD and um, mental health challenges and addiction recovery. So the idea is this treatment, as powerful as it is, isn't getting into enough places. Mm-hmm. And if healthcare providers who are licensed were able to take a weekend course and be trained and under supervision, be able to do this treatment. Just it, for
0: that limited area for those yes. situations. Yes. To, to essentially, It sounds like you're talking about essentially calming the body.
1: Calming the nervous system and the brain and the body. The military is using this a lot. They're calling it battlefield acupuncture. Detox clinics have been using it for years, but they've had trouble getting enough people to come in and provide it. Because most acupuncturists have their own practice and Mm -hmm. they're in their office. They don't have time to be running around to a detox center an hour here and an hour there. And what would really be more helpful is if that detox treatment center had this procedure available
0: Anytime through a, a short throughout month, the day um, training period. Yes. because I don't know if we mentioned it, but um, there's you are all state licensed. Yes, um, everybody working as an acu- acupuncturist. Well, I can't say that, but you know if they're working legally, as you guys are. Sure, in Massachusetts, the Board of
1: Registration in Medicine licenses acupuncturists. And we're required to have a three-year graduate-level training and have completed a minimum number of student clinic hours and have passed
0: national exams, et cetera. So um, that is, yes, the requirements were were quite extensive. Yes. uh, And, you know, I was reading that way back in 1998, the state stopped requiring a medical doctor referral for people to go to acupuncturists.
1: Right. I started my practice a few years before that. And I remember when when a person called and they wanted an appointment, we had to say, I need a diagnosis. I need to know what your doctor is treating you for or what your dentist is treating you for. I don't need their approval to treat you, but I need to know what they're treating you for. The state was afraid that people would come for acupuncture and not get diagnosed by a doctor or not pay attention to what might be a serious problem. But of course, now they understand, and since 1998, they've acknowledged that our training as acupuncturists makes us well-qualified to know
0: when to refer someone to their doctor. So, and you were saying before we started talking on the air that, uh, that it's, it's a, a partnership, uh, uh, you know, with a, a, a melding of, of East and West medicine, and we're seeing more and more of that now. But, uh, well, there are certainly a lot more doctors
1: sending people for acupuncture. And it still surprises me because when I started, my patients were afraid to tell their doctors they were getting acupuncture because they thought they were going to yell at them. like
0: chiropractic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so. now I have neurologists who send people for acupuncture mm. and, um, you know, internal medicine docs and general practitioners and... So, and they, when they find out that there's community acupuncture, that people can come affordably, then they're even happier to take part in it mm-hmm. because insurance is a complicated thing. And some people have insurance that covers acupuncture, but plenty
0: of people don't. And to know that it's available and affordable is, is a good thing. Right. But I guess the point I'm getting to is that uh, it, it's an aid, a tool, a treatment um, but you may need, you know, other treatments as well. You know, if you, for example, with the cancer, if you have cancer, um, the acupuncture is is a tool um, right. for the symptoms, but right. you know, it's it's not right treating we're, the cancer We're secondary so. support, right? Yes, so. yes,
1: and absolutely. And I wouldn't treat someone for cancer who didn't have an oncologist and who wasn't also following other protocols right you know that would not be appropriate but yeah i'll treat people with you know rheumatoid arthritis they still have a rheumatologist they still have the choice of whether or not to take medications they still should be having other tests but alongside that acupuncture can often relieve symptoms can often
0: reduce pain can often slow the progress of a chronic disease Mm mm-hmm it um um and the other thing I, I wanted to mention, and you told me this actually, is that you are one of two community acupuncture uh, clinics on Cape Cod that we know about. Yes. Tell me about the other one. It's the other the one Lower is Cape, right? Out,
1: uh, Outer Cape Community mm-hmm. Acupuncture. And I believe they have two days a week in Wellfleet and one day a week in Provincetown. And that would be Jennifer DeMeo.
0: Okay. And now... Why don't you give us your um, URL while we're talking about it? Your website. Oh, okay.
1: My website is Acu for All. That's A C U F O R A
0: L L dot So it's time, isn't it? Oh, are she you ready I, I think so. We must be getting. I I can't see the clock, but we must be getting to about that time. I brought my little kit, and uh, it uh, and I got my my uh, free to the elbows. Can, you know, as you're doing this, could you tell us a little bit about the the theory behind this? Like, you sure. know, maybe starting with the word meridians. So well, you, well let, up, me st- you know. let me start a little further back than that. Okay.
1: So um, I told you that in the community room, people get treated from the elbows down and the knees down. Right. There are many, many styles of acupuncture and many theories that help explain how to do a diagnosis and how to do a treatment, how to select the right acupuncture point there's really no evidence that one style is more effective than another. So what tends to be taught in a lot of acupuncture school is is what's commonly done in China, which is called TCM, traditional Chinese medicine theory. And some of that involves a lot of asking questions and a lot of uh, taking the pulse and examining the tongue. And then from that information, and maybe as long as an hour of a first meeting, you put together a diagnosis and create a treatment plan. So that's one way to do acupuncture, and I did that for a while when I was treating in a private room. But another way, also very effective, is called channel theory. And channel theory works with the meridians. And channel theory says, certain acupuncture meridians, and when we say meridian, we mean a line upon which acupuncture points are located. Mm -hmm. Certain meridians treat and balance certain other meridians. Certain meridians treat and balance certain whole body systems. And so with this style of diagnosis, I can very quickly, in just a couple of minutes of talking to somebody, figure out where to put the needles and how to treat them. And I don't have to have them undress. I don't have to feel their pulse. I don't have to look at their tongue. So this is what allows me to charge so much less than someone in a private room. And I believe those diagnostic tools are very helpful, particularly for Chinese herbal medicine, mm-hmm. but maybe not so
0: essential for acupuncture. So should I tell you that I pulled my neck someplace in here and it's been giving me trouble sort of through my ear and some pains in my head up here? Uh, you could. You could tell me that. Will that help you to decide where to uh I know this is mostly a demonstration but if right. I leave feeling better right is that not a good thing that wouldn't be a bad thing okay, okay so your pain is on the left uh, on the right
1: on, on my right on your yeah. right yes of course <laughs> and <laughs> your left <laughs> I have to always double check um your pain is on your right yes and it involves the
0: spine the s- or an area just scalp. slightly adjacent to the spine and you know almost like I'm getting cold or something but it, the scalp and it comes down through the ear it comes down through the ear. Yep. So I'm going to touch here. So it
1: includes this line? Yes. And does it include this line? Yes. Okay, so that first line I touched is called the Sanjiao or Triple Warmer Meridian. The second line I touched is called the Gallbladder Meridian. Your pain is on your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are points.
0: Should I take these off? Since sure. I don't need to see what you're doing, oh. you just need to see what you're Actually, doing. Actually,
1: I wanted a different
0: package. I wanted these little shorty.
1: You know what? I'm going to change my mind again. I'm going to open all these needles just yes. to put in one or two. All right. Oh, okay. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you move your neck a little bit. My neck. Yeah. But just to notice to the, the right. Just I want you to just move oh, it a move little around, bit okay. and, and tell me how if you're feeling some stiffness and pain there. Uh, in my neck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So find it. Find the stiffness. Find the pain. And uh, I'm going to find a point here on your wrist, and I'm going to tap in a couple of needles. Okay, so this is the heart meridian, and the heart meridian joins, uh, has a, a relationship with the gallbladder meridian, and points on the heart meridian on the wrist can be used to
0: treat the gallbladder meridian on the neck. Hmm. So So does that mean that, I mean, is that like an indication that I should go see someone for my gallbladder, or just that I pulled my neck, I can feel that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you alright with it? Yeah. It's just a little tingly? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So. No, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your gallbladder. Oh, good. Uh, So the acupuncture meridians are named for various internal organs. For the most part, there's the lung meridian, there's the heart meridian, there's the large intestine meridian. And the point's location can be chosen based on a problem with that internal organ, but more likely it's based on where that meridian travels across the body. Okay. Uh, I see. and, And in the system that I use... It's about what other meridians have a relationship with that one.
0: Hmm. So I, mean, in, I should stop and, and tell everyone that 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 didn't hurt. And it feels, I always feel like it's going in between the spaces in your skin. Hmm. Um, that didn't hurt. But I do feel uh, a pretty quick reaction in terms of my arm starting to feel like, hey, what's going on here? You know, oh, feel so, some energy there. A little there. tingly. Okay, so... Um, This isn't a
1: parlor trick, and I don't know for sure that if you move your neck now, you'll notice a change. But some of the time, I would say we can put the needles in to an area that has an internal meridian connection with the area of pain and have the person who has pain move the painful area for 30 seconds or a minute and usually they will notice
0: that it feels different, that it feels better. I do notice that it, it feels different, but I also feel like the energy is sort of moving up my elbow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, all right. So I can take these... My cu- elbow wants to know what the heck is going on. Right,
1: right. And we identified two channels where there was pain. I've treated one of them. Um I could treat one more, but uh, this point can be a little electric. And you know what? I don't think it would be great to treat it with you sitting up. So I'm going to decide not to do
0: that because... I'm willing to lay down for the rest of the afternoon if anybody really needs me to. But uh, i got to tell you, that was one of the best things about coming to community acupuncture was you thought to yourself, okay, it takes what, about a half? 45 minutes about most people stay about 45 minutes about 45 minutes and and to know that you're going to have that that kind of a rest is just amazing so but today we'll do it the other way
1: plenty of people take a nap during the treatment I would be one of them so move your neck a little bit more
0: okay and I want you to just
1: kind of give it 30 or 60 seconds of movement because what's happening is um, when these needles are in and you move the pain area it kind of uh, activates the treatment And again, Um, if you
0: were in my office, I'd be putting in a lot more than two needles. Maybe not a lot, but most... Well, probably a lot, because, you know, I do notice that as we're freeing up that that one spot I showed you, the rest of my back is going, oh, okay, we want to get in on the (laughs) 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 action. I might be wearing a tension (laughs) suit. So so how much change do you think you would say you have
1: in that area of the neck um, back here where there was some discomfort? Um
0: maybe 50% better you know yeah 50% better I mean it's kind of loosening up and Uh then but like I said it it is interestingly for me I mean this is just me um, I'm starting to feel some more tension down into the shoulder muscles because I hadn't even been aware, aware that that was there
1: and that's really common that what people will notice is the largest area of pain the largest area of tightness and once that is changed other areas are kind of popping up you can't pay super great attention to everything that's going on. It's kind of like the loudest complaint is the one that gets heard in the body. And so I, I can't tell you how many times I've
0: treated people for... There's some same-side points
1: that work as well. Um, I thought I was going to do your elbow. That was my didn't plan. Do my elbow? No, it's okay. <laughs> Everything um, hurts. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's all right. This would be a good place just for watching the needle go in because of the angle. So um, often I'm treating knee pain, and frequently I'll choose points on the elbow to treat knee pain because the main acupuncture channels that cross the patella, the front bone of the knee. Are the spleen channel and the stomach channel, and there are points on the elbow that will help both of those channels. This one here is large intestine. Uh, Can you see that, Jason?
0: It's so little that I almost think. I will point out you have a
1: tiny bruise here, and that was not due to my needle. (laughs)
0: This is like renting a car, you know? you got to do a walk around before you... No, you had that tiny bruise. That's true. It was not due to her needle. I have no idea what it was due to, but I tend to be a little clumsy, so it could be anything. Um, That's interesting because I had uh, done all the physical therapy, but when I broke my leg last year, I I find that as I'm getting back into walking, I, I do have more trouble with the knee because the leg is broken up high. Uh-huh. And it's sort of a hip-knee thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So. Well,
1: I would rem- recommend acupuncture. It speeds healing. One of the great things, and I am going to take these needles out, and you can see it just comes right out. This one here did not bleed. If yep. it did, I'd have the cotton ball handy. We didn't
0: talk about hydration. No. I seem to remember somebody telling me that uh, um, that it's important to, to, always important to drink well, you know, drink water. But... Uh, Especially you know, before treatments.
1: Well, some folks think that if you are well hydrated, the needles will be more comfortable going in. Uh-huh. I don't know for sure if that's true. Um, I would say don't drink so much water that you're going to have to get up and use the restroom through, right. halfway through this. <laughs> that's uh,
0: involved. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to get rid of these because I opened them. So I have to tell you, I've had a lot of needling in some of the sessions um the only thing that made me a little bit nervous it's funny it itches a little now it's like you know it's sort of saying okay that's fine um is uh in the face Uh not the ear but up in the face and what is that connected to in the well scheme of
1: things there are a number of acupuncture channels that cross the face and then there are a few points that are on the face that can be used frequently. Uh, The point that's used most commonly on the face is right here between the eyebrows. Mm -hmm. That point is called yin tong and it has a very nice calming effect. So it's good for anxiety, it's good for sleep trouble, general stress. It also opens the nose, so it's good for sinus congestion, and it can also stop a runny
0: nose, so it's good for colds and things like that. Can you just put one in and leave it in me? I mean, I, <laughs> can I spend the afternoon with it? <laughs> so.
1: uh, you know, there, there is a type of very, very tiny needle that can be taped
0: in place for up to a week. Really? But, uh, I wouldn't put it on the face. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we are we are winding up, but uh, um, just quickly, I want to ask you how long. How do you know when to take the needles out? How how long is it an average, or do people tell you just with their their reaction? Uh,
1: you know, it kind of depends on your training and who you studied with and what their um, kind of theory and the acupuncture lineage taught them. My training is to leave the needles in 35, 40, 45 minutes. Okay.